Welcome to the Garden Wise Show with Colorado's most knowledgeable and entertaining garden experts, the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. Get ready for gardening tips that you can use right now. New plants, hot products, and the latest from horticultural science. The lines are open, so call into the Legend Studio now. 303-477-2473. 303-477-2473. On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. And we are back once again for another hour of answering your garden questions right here on the Garden Wise Show on Legends 810. The Garden Wise guys are holding court. Jim Borland, that's me, and then Keith Funk, he's the other one. He's sitting way over there. I'm going to start off this hour with uh, the Garden Wise Wise Advice. If you are the smartest person in the room, then you're probably in the wrong room. I would think about that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what these are for. They're for you to think about and cogitate on over the next hour. <laughs> In between when you're calling us. He's thinking about it right now. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how to take that. <laughs> yeah, my, wife was, my wife's favorite saying right now is, according to Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh-huh. there is no center of the universe, so it can't be you. <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's another concept there is no center to the universe mm-hmm. how can that be because there isn't because there's there's no end <laughs> there's no sides <laughs> there's no roof or no cellar <laughs> there you go all right well we need some callers here um, I'm trying to think of what's going on I pulled up all my broccoli the other day yeah, it was up. beautiful. I mean, it was growing like yeah, a weed, yeah. but... Psh. Yeah, hot weather. Yeah. And my kohlrabi is getting ready to harvest now. Oh, <laughs> I'm ready to pull mine. Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's gone kind of kaput. I've harvested the first couple. They're wonderful. The beans are going nuts. Mm-hmm. Peppers are going crazy. Tomatoes, pathetic. We have one tomato plant. It's huge. Is that right? <laughs> I think I think there's some tomatoes in there somewhere. Well, I tried this whole idea of just growing them on a single stem, <laughs> not allowing any of the side shoots to develop. Okay. Good luck. Not really impressed so far. Uh-huh. Um, of course, well, I got a late start, too. That, that's a lot of work keeping those, those side shoots out. And tied. Tied and, to the support. And tied, yeah. I did that once, and they were well over 12 feet tall at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, used a ladder to harvest. <laughs> my, um, what's that yellow cherry tomato? Sun gold? <clears throat> okay. Sun gold, I think it is. I plant that every year because you just got to have that. Well, it, it, it outgrew the support in no time at all. Yeah. So I had to cut the top off, and now I'm letting some of the lower side shoots grow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just so that it can keep producing. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I might as well just pull it out. My raspberries had no raspberries this year. Flowered like crazy, not a single (coughs) fruit. Too hot, maybe. Or no bees? I'd be. We had bees. Well, you don't live next to me. (laughs) I I have all your bees then. I don't know. (laughs) 
Yeah, we had a tomato cage. Yeah, one of these wire cages. A, a big one, not not mm-hmm. the, the short ones, what you used to have. And, you know, the first, I don't know, maybe the first month, I kept shoving them inside. And shoving mm-hmm. them. Well, I gave up on that. Yeah. And now they're, <laughs> they're hanging outside over six feet long. <laughs> it's like, God. <laughs> Get out the head shears, folks. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's time. Thank goodness I get, they have plenty of, it has, it has plenty of room. So when they start coming into harvest, <laughs> stand by. <laughs> you want a bushel basket. <laughs> there you go. I, uh, I planted something this year I'd never planted before. Uh, it's a plant called cucamelon. Oh. <clears throat> have you ever heard of those? <clears throat> I, I can only imagine They're little marble, marble-sized fruit is what it looked like. They're shaped like a um, that's shaped like a watermelon and kind of has oh, the watermelon yeah. markings. Yeah, I see those. Um, my daughter-in-law gave me seed and said, would you grow these for me? Yeah. And, and they're six feet tall. The scrawniest, <laughs> weakest, most pathetic seedlings I've ever seen in my <clears throat> life. And I planted them out with, without a hope of any of them surviving. And they, they took all off. survived. They took <laughs> off. They're six feet tall now. Are they producing? They're starting to bloom finally. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't I imagine it'll take long to produce a I, fruit when yeah, it's that small. I, I've never grown them, but I've, I've tasted the fruit, and I thought, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said to lemon cucumbers. Yeah, no. <laughs> I've planted them one year, tasted it. <clears throat> no, never no. again. No. But you know, we, we learn. Mm-hmm. Now, are you going to do any fall crops? No, never have. Why not? Um, Lazy? It, <laughs> there's always that. <laughs> Nap no, time? It, it seems like our summers go from summer and directly into winter. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like overnight. And it just doesn't give any time to, to, to plant what other people in other parts of the country will plant these cool crops, the cold mm, crops, yeah. once again. Right. Well. Like but, lettuce and radishes and yeah. things. And spinach. And they just come up, and they they just never perform in ninety degree weather. Well, I'm tempted to plant another crop of beans, <coughs> bush beans. Well, you know, more power to you. How how are your bush pole beans? My, <laughs> I had to put stakes up <laughs> on my bush beans, <laughs> and they're starting to climb up the stakes. <laughs> <laughs> they're whapping, whapping, they're wrapping themselves around. <clears throat> not exactly bush beans. Are no, they? not really. And I think you used to have everything in that package, so I don't have it to refer to. As I said earlier in the show, your results may vary. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. They, I, they were not planned in that area for poles. <clears throat> and I didn't cut enough poles. I, I guess I could cut some poles. Are they blooming? Oh, God, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got a late start. Yeah. They had that cold spring, and they just sat there, and they didn't do anything. Yeah, mine did, too. And then finally, they were growing. So we'll see. Well, I'm going to try another planting of beans and maybe another planting of kohlrabi. Well, I wish you luck on that. <clears throat> and who knows? We may have a nice, cool fall. We get those every now and again. Every now and again. That's exactly but, right. Mean, how many times have you seen it? It's been 80 degrees and... God, it frost that night, if well, not actual snow. What I think the earliest I've seen, yes, I've been here since 1979. <clears throat> and I want to say the earliest I've seen snow here is September 13th. I would say second week in September, yeah. yeah. Yep. But then it could also be sometime in November. 
Could be. That we get a freeze. You just never know. No. And by then, I'm sick and tired of things. I want them to. I want them to freeze. <laughs> All right, let's get back out to the phones. We've got Sharon waiting to talk to us out in Aurora. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning. What's going on with you today? Well, um, a couple years ago, I think I called you, and I planted raspberries, and it, it's in a, a plot of about ten by six. Okay. And I think I planted them too close together, but anyway. So they grew up, and they're they're about six feet tall. Mm-hmm. And this year, they produced on only one side. Pretty good, but, you know, that's about it. I mean, I got maybe a couple of pints. Okay. So, and and they're so big. I would like to cut them, cut them shorter. Can I do that? Okay, let's back up just a second. You planted them last year? No, it's I think two years ago. Okay. All right. And and did what did they do last year? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Okay. No, no fruit. Okay. <clears throat> plenty of plants. All right. So that the stuff that grew the the new canes, so to speak, that grew last year are the ones that fruited or flowered this year. So the the ones that are the the new growth you're getting this year from the ground is what's going to fruit next year. So you you really want to encourage that. Um, I don't I don't think I'd cut them back, would you, Jim? No. No. It's going to it's going to reduce your harvest for next year. Now, what you can do is in the fall, uh, after they've gone dormant and the leaves are dropped off and so forth, then you can cut them all back to about five feet tall. And that will leave enough, uh, uh, enough wood from this year to bloom next year and produce fruit. Oh, okay. Okay. So cause, and and they're, like, they're like dead ones hanging out sides dead too. stems yes yeah those should be removed whenever you see them it doesn't matter what time of year oh okay i mean it's so thick in there oh yeah uh-huh it, it's it's hard to get in <laughs> i mean without getting scratched up <laughs> yeah that, that's why most people will will create some kind of a trellising system that you can um tie them up to or whatever to to keep them in bounds so that you can still have a pathway down to get to them and to keep the fruit off the ground. Oh. Oh, okay. You know the old um, clotheslines that people used to put up with the T-posts and the, and the wires running in between? Yeah. To hang their clothes on? A smaller version of that works really well for raspberries. Oh. Or, yeah, and, and that will k- help keep them up off the ground. Uh, and, and keep those long, arching canes out of your face. Right, because that's, that's what they are. They're so long. Now, you might be able to, you probably should this fall, as, uh, is remove the canes that bloomed and fruited this year. Yeah, those could be cut to the ground this fall. And you should be able to tell the difference between the ones 
that bloomed and fruited this year and the new canes that grew this year. They'll be a different color. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't know if I can do this, but we'll see. It's a lot of work to grow raspberries. Yeah, it is. It's not an easy thing to do. <clears throat> and, and usually what I also tell people is in the spring, before they leaf out, is to go through and thin them one more time so that there's not as many canes that are more, more evenly spaced apart so that there's plenty of air circulation. Uh, it's easy for you to get in there and work with them during the season. Because if you just let them grow willy-nilly wherever they want to grow, they're going to fill up that entire 6 by 10 foot area, and you're not going to have any way to get in there. That's what's happened. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I've got work to do. You've got to be brutal with these things. They need discipline. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Don't let them to get away with anything. That's right. Okay. They've got to earn their space. Okay. Well, I have a question about my sycamore tree. I planted it about five years ago. It just came up and grew like crazy. And it really, it was beautiful. And then last year, it all of a sudden just the very top became leafless. Okay. <laughs> and uh, several large branches did also. And so now I have at the top this bare, ma- looks like main, you know, trunk type sure and and several large branches on the side but i also have a lot of leaves and a nice um kind of round type area so we're trying to decide if since that main area at the top is bare should we take it down or should we give it a chance and just cut that off when did it when did it go leafless up there was it did it have leaves earlier in the year no okay so it, it died out last year and just never came back right yeah i you, you probably the, just but the middle is like nicely leafed out okay but then it has uh, a few other <clears throat> branches that are pretty big out towards the ends that are bare how how tall is this thing oh golly uh, uh, 20 feet okay um Boy, if I were there, I'd be able to look at it and sort of visualize it without all the dead wood in it and see if there's enough tree left to even (laughs) save. Um, You might want to call a tree service out to have them look at it. But um, ideally, what you'd want to do is um, remove the dead wood uh, back to the live portion of the tree and then stand back and look at what's left and is it worth keeping. Okay. Well, we have we have called 
uh, a couple tree services, and and they they pretty much have said probably take it out, but we're attached to it, <laughs> so <laughs> so we have decided to do like you say to take that top part off and the ends of a lot of these branches mm-hmm. that are and see how it goes yeah i mean that's your call uh, I know. and if you're attached to it uh, i understand that but keep in <laughs> mind that it, it it the tree may continue to go downhill regardless of your best efforts right right and if it does, then we'll take it out. But I, I, I just wanted to give it a chance. No, oh, sure, absolutely. <laughs> and it and it was it just it grew so well. I just couldn't, uh, you know, because those are pretty uh, long-lasting trees, aren't they? Well, they are if they get sufficient water. That's probably the biggest problem I see with them. Um, how are you watering? Oh. We have a sprinkler system. That's mm-hmm. about. That's that's it. <clears throat> that ra- that you know works what three times a week, and we have haven't. I have to say we haven't cut back to a lot of the recommendations. How does it, how does uh, is this tree in the middle of the lawn? Yes. And how does the lawn look? The lawn looks great. Okay. Well, keep in mind, like Jim said, sycamores are a high-water tree. They're a river-bottom tree. They like to have their roots in moisture at all times. Oh, oh. And if they don't get that, even in the winter, that can <clears throat> cause some problems. And it usually starts from the top down. Hmm. Now, I can't say definitively that it's a lack of sufficient water. But that's a, that's a place that I would start. And the other place I would look at is, um, since a lot of trees have suffered over the past two winters, we've had a couple of occasions where we've had nice warm weather during the day and it dropped down into the teens, if not actually single digits at night, at the wrong time of the year. Right. And a lot of trees just can't take that. They come from parts of the world where that sort of weather just doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, that's where I first saw this was in the Smoky Mountains. Exactly. And that's why I wanted this sycamore tree. And yeah, it's a it's a beautiful tree. I loved all the I love all the scaly bark on it, which a lot of people don't like. But then a lot of people don't like anything falling off a tree. But <laughs> I, I like the scaly bark on the sycamores, especially as they get older. There were, there's a couple of sycamores I've always <coughs> enjoyed seeing on South Broadway. And uh, they're out near the street. <clears throat> and they've always looked beautiful until last year. Yeah. Oh. And last year, I, I think, I bet if I went by today, they've probably either been cut down or are dead. And these are old trees. I mean, these are trees that are probably 50 years old. Now, the next time, if you want to put another tree in, you might look at London Plain Tree, <clears throat> which London has sic- plain London tree? Plain Tree that has sycamore blood in it, and 
frankly, for all intents and purposes, it looks like a sycamore. I, I think it may actually be a tougher tree. Oh, But okay. I, I'm not entirely sure of that. It has a very similar bark issue, yeah. uh, you know, with the, with the cool colors and that sort of thing. So. They, yeah, they planted a bunch of them outside oh, the, the newest art, one of the newest art museums down, downtown. Uh, the guy that has all the modern art, whose name I always, always forget, but uh, they have a plaza, if you will, out there, a grassy plaza that they planted only London, uh, London plane trees. And you look at them and say, oh, those are sycamores. No, they're London plane trees, which is a cross between two, two, uh, two animals. Hmm. Anyway, it's just something to keep in that mind the next time that. around. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Okay, well, thank you very much. I've got a lot of work to do here with these raspberries. All right, okay, we'll get yeah, to you it. Do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh huh. Thanks for calling. And it's time for our break during this time of the hour, and uh, we have we Linda. have Linda and Doug on the line with questions about tomatoes, tomatoes, and lilacs. Lilacs, right here on Legends Eight Ten. What's your lawn good for? After all that watering and maintenance, is your lawn supposed to be admired like some ancient statue in a museum? No! It's supposed to be enjoyed. It's for you, your kids, grandkids, pets, and friends. You should spend warm summer evenings leisurely eating dinner, afternoons watching kids and animals run back and forth. It's a place to have water balloon fights or touch football games, but your grass can't take that kind of pounding. Soon you see dry patches that turn into dirt and mud. You need a lawn that has been engineered to withstand lots of traffic and still thrive in our Colorado climate. You need Colorado's own Turf Mix. It's a well-balanced blend of award-winning grasses that grow in sun or moving shade and tolerate heavy foot traffic. The aggressive root system creates a dense, thick, wear-resistant turf, perfect for outdoor adventures. Plus, it's insect, disease, and drought-resistant. Colorado's own Turf Mix is available at your favorite local independent garden retailer. Do you have broadleaf weeds popping up in your yard? For most weed killers, it's too cold or damp to have any effect. Fertilome has a solution for that, weed-free zone. Weed-free zone is one of the few weed killers you can use this early in the year. Use it for dandelions, henbit, chickweed, clover, bindweed, and more. It's rain fast in just a couple of hours after application and you can reseed in two weeks. Fertilome can give your lawn a weed-free zone that will make you the envy of the neighborhood. Use the product the professionals use. Try Fertilome Weed-Free Zone. You'll find Fertilome Weed-Free Zone at Jared's Nursery in Littleton, the Tree Farm in Longmont, Wilmore Nursery in Littleton, and Tagawa Gardens in Centennial. Can I plant now? Almost as annoying as, are we there yet? At Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, we have plenty of things to plant now. Don't fret, we have the cure for your planting fever. Whether you're a beginner or a seasoned professional, let us help you select what plants work best for you. It's a great time to plant pansies, violas, snapdragons, and dianthus to color up your patio pots. Add some decorative kale, and you've got an early display that loves our cool spring temperatures. Want something perennial? Try columbine, our state flower. 
Other perennials like basket of gold alyssum and coral bells can start in your pots. Then as it's done blooming, move them into the garden for next year's color. Stop by for cool weather vegetable starts, windowsill herbs, and frost covers in case of a late snowstorm. Browse through our indoor plant greenhouse for lots of foliage and blooming plants in all sizes and a great selection of pots. It's all about the adventure of finding plants. Brighten up your living environment with something green. Your premier flower and plant shop, Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center in the heart of Lafayette at 600 South Public Road. For more information, call us at 303-665-5555 or visit us online at lafayetteflorist.com. Call into the Fix It Show with your questions about your home Saturday morning at 930. Specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix-It show. Helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions, they have answers. Call into the Fix-It show every Saturday morning from 930 to 1030 on Legends. All right, we are back. We're back taking your garden questions and also informing you of things that you need to know. On this date in 1946, the Pirates lost to St. Louis Cardinals 1-8 at Forbes Field, which is now gone. It's gone? They moved Where'd it to go? A, they moved to a new stadium, and that one's gone. It, it's amazing. During our lifetime, things that have been around like forever yeah. are gone, and the replacement is now gone. <laughs> There's a message. We're not somewhere. that old. There's a message there someplace. Oh, dear. Hey, today is um, uh, Mead Day. Mead? The drink. Okay. I it, don't know if I've ever had mead. I think I've had it once, and it's like, yeah, okay. Uh, and it's also international. Hangover day. That's appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Should you drink too much mead today? All right. Well, let's get out to the phones. We've got Linda waiting to talk to us about her tomatoes. Good morning, Linda. Good morning. I feel like that lady who called in about the raspberry bushes. Mm-hmm. My tomatoes, as I think you said yours too, they're just so clumpy and thick you can hardly get in there to, you know, pick them. I have to have the granddaughter who's more their height and exactly under. <laughs> That's what but, grandkids are for. Yeah, the three-year-old does pretty good at that. <laughs> but I was going to ask you, I was listening to you, and you said something about maybe cutting them or trimming them or something of that sort. Do you do that with them? Uh, you can. doesn't seem to hurt them any. Okay, to make it easier yeah, to get most, in? Yeah, mostly to just to physically get in. How do you, do you just do the edges or the, the outside area? Of, how do you do it? Well, in my case, I got six-foot six canes <laughs> coming out from the center. They're now, of course, almost hanging onto the ground. I think yeah. I could cut all of those off. Mine are hanging on the ground, too. Yeah. Uh, I started out with putting <clears throat> dog X-pens around them because I... Uh, you know, if it hails or something, I put the screens on top. Oh, okay, and they, sure. They uh, 
you know, sit on the top of those X-pins. Well, I haven't taken the X-pins away because <laughs> they're, they're kind of acting as a support to one of them. I was going to ask also about the, uh, I always have, mine are in grow boxes, mm-hmm. and I always have trouble with blossom rot. And I, when I first planted them, I put dolomite in there. And then I noticed I had some early girls growing, and I noticed they were getting blossom rot. So I went and sprayed them, the leaves and everything, and the plants with calcium spray. Yes. Do you do that, like, every seven days or so? How often do you spray, uh, spray with the calcium spray? Oh, I don't remember. Um, it should say on the label. Yeah, I thought it said something like every seven days or so. I was going to say, I don't think calcium is, is taken up and moved very far in the plant. So the new growth would really yeah, need it. Yeah, yeah. you need to, to do that every time you see new I, tomatoes forming. Do you have the Do you have the ready to use spray, or do you have the concentrate? I think I mixed it up. I just have a bottle in there that says okay. calcium spray. There should be uh, some directions on there if you if you take a look for uh, applying it to the soil, uh, using it as a soil drench rather than a, a foliar spray. And I think that'll be a, that's a lot longer lasting and more effective as far as getting calcium into the plant. It'll go in through the roots much more quickly than it does the foliage. Okay. What about the dolomite? I still have some left in the package that I bought mm. at Ector's. Dolomite takes a while to break down, depending on the formulation and, okay. and how it was made. Um, uh, there's another another reason for blossom end rot, and that has to do with, with water uptake. If there's insufficient water in between waterings, that, mm-hmm. can, al- that can also cause... Uh, insufficient uptake of calcium. Correct. Yeah, I read that too, but I, I, uh, you know, the grow boxes I have have like a little protruding hole, the trough, mm-hmm. and I water those every single morning. I fill that up. It's got a reservoir at yeah. the bottom. Yes, yeah, thank yeah. you. That's a better word for it, a I'm, little reservoir on the bottom. Yeah, without knowing how big the box is and how big your plants are, I wonder if they don't need actually more than that, on more than once a day. With 90-degree temperatures and as big as they are. You might check mid-afternoon or early afternoon and see if they've sucked up all that water in the reservoir. Okay. Or check the soil and see if it's getting... But I think checking the reservoir is going to be your best bet. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so check that later in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. And just keep it filled. I kept it. I I just, you know, for mine, I check it a few times a day, especially with uh, this, this kind of heat. Right. Okay. And then, I never have the blossom rot with the cherry tomatoes. Yeah. It's always the larger ones. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, one thing you can do on your larger <clears throat> tomatoes, you said, are getting out of hand. Um, basically, any of the branches that are growing and just now starting to bloom, um, they're going to set fruit that doesn't have a chance in Hades of, of ripening this year. So gotcha. those those branches can be cut way back to you know, uh, uh, other fruit clusters that are farther along. Okay. And then would that give the plant more energy for those? Not necessarily. It just makes them easier to maintain. Okay. All righty. And the cherry tomatoes, can you cut those back too then, like you said? You can. Uh, the cherry tomatoes are going to form red tomatoes a lot faster mm-hmm. after they bloom. 
than do the larger tomatoes. I cut mine. I cut my cherry tomato back, uh, expecting <coughs> that the the branches that develop lower down now that I've done that will grow up and bloom and 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 fruit quickly enough that I'll still get some fruit this year. But if it was a large tomato, I wouldn't count on it. Okay, so you cut your cherry tomatoes back, Did you, the lower branches, is that what you said? No, I cut the top back because it was just getting too tall and oh, okay. outgrowing gotcha. the support that I had for it. So I cut the top back, and then I'm going to encourage lower branches to develop. Yeah, I've had multiple string slings out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just done with it. <laughs> yeah. And I notice it's it's starting to get cooler now. You know, cooler nights, maybe? Uh-huh. Yeah. Is um, that going to have something to do with them maturing? That'll slow them down. Yep, sure yep. will. Yep. Okay. All righty. Thank you so much, guys. I enjoy your show. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Being, uh, <clears throat> having gone back to Kansas last weekend, we had some homegrown tomatoes from Kansas. Uh, boy, <laughs> I'd forgotten how good those are. Yeah, go out in the garden, just pick them and <clears throat> eat them right there. Yeah. <clears throat> With really. the juice running down your face. Really yeah. nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. We don't get to do that here very often. Mm-mm. Just the cherry tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. I think that's all I'm going to grow from now on is cherry tomatoes. That seems to be the only thing that works for me Yeah, anymore. or the smaller potatoes. Oh, smaller potatoes. Smaller potatoes. Tomatoes, thank tomatoes. you. Tomatoes. And speaking of to pot- potatoes, since I mentioned that, inadvertently, 1820 when they were first planted in Hawaii, today. Potatoes? Potatoes. 1820? 1820. Took that long to get them to Hawaii. Wow. Do they plant a lot of them now? I have no idea. <laughs> you can get them in the farmer's market, so yeah. somebody somewhere has them. Grow year-round there. I guess so, mm-hmm. yeah. <coughs> But so would tomato or potato so, blight. Yeah. And that too, and tomatoes and grow year-round. Mm-hmm. Peppers. Boy, they have bugs there. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Bugs. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Let's go out and talk to Luann from Tagawa Gardens. Good morning, Luann. Good morning, my friends. You know how I always kind of brace for your segues. <laughs> I didn't I didn't have time to think of one. <laughs> no. I was already when Jim said, speaking of potatoes, there's Lou. (laughs) Working on a comeback. (laughs) So thank you for not doing that, Jim. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Hey, what I want to talk about today, and despite what your beautiful bride says there, Keith, it is all about me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. Right now it is, definitely. Um, Yeah, 39th anniversary for Tagawa Gardens, and we are celebrating with our annual anniversary sale so you need to uh, just kind of buckle up because pretty much anything and everything you want is on sale at Tagawa's. That's wonderful. That is it's great it's, it's so much fun. They have brought in 7,000 new plants perennials specifically for the sale. You have room for that? We do we're making room and we did I think we we're going to load a few in, in the back of your car. Um, <laughs> oh cool. Storage, you know? <laughs> but no they brought in 7,000 plants in addition to the stock we already had. And so a lot of it um, has overflowed out of the perennials area out into the primary part of the greenhouse where you would see annuals, during, mm-hmm. you know, the earlier part of the year. Mm-hmm. And they're gorgeous. I just did a blog <coughs> on it at com. You can check out the blog. And a whole lot of them, I mean, 
maybe even the majority of them are in bloom or have buds. So nice. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, you know, and as long as you watch the weather, you harden them off. We're finding that that's so critical to acclimate them in your new plants. Of course. So you yeah. Just, you know, as much as you want to go home and see them in your garden that night, don't do it. Just, you know, sit down till that feeling goes away because it's really not <laughs> a good idea because they cannot, cannot handle that transition. <clears throat> yeah, really. You know, so they, yeah. There are days I get up I can't handle right away either. And you sit down till the feeling yeah. like getting up <laughs> that's <in> right. <laughs> yeah, that's my brother always said, so I like to, to throw that in from time to time. But it, pretty much everything. We have sunshade, 40% off on all of the perennials, including perennial uh, grasses, 40% off on roses. And Richard, our zany and amazing rose supervisor, brought in 200 new roses for the sale. Oh, good Lord. There's something wrong with that boy. <laughs> you know, there's something in the air down there. It's just like, I know, let's buy more. So we do. And then we mark it down and put it on sale. And so 40% perennials, ornamental grasses, and uh, perennial ornamental grasses and roses. And then the rest of the store, everything <clears throat> in stock is 20% off. Everything. The only exception is the food in the gift shop. So annual, cool. if you need to replace a, 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 a container basket, uh, we have a whole lot of plants in to kind of dress up your uh, containers for fall with those beautiful gold, you know, amber colors. Um, we have some pre-made mixed containers. We have a whole lot of things that uh, Hardy Boy, the good folks at Hardy Boy at Welby's, uh, brought in because they had their show and tell mm-hmm. in the week, and so we have a lot of their stuff in smaller quantities, but it's gorgeous. And a lot of it is, is the new stuff for, that will be uh, on sale on for sale next year. Um, fertilizers, pesticides, uh, tools, conta- ceramic pots, you know, anything that we've got in stock with the exception of, of the food items. Herbs, it's, you know, it's like, how can you go wrong? Plus, in spite of Jim's going curmudgeonly and not planting anything in the fall, I get it, for food, um, we have all of the, uh, we have a lot of our spring starts in, and, 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 and the seeds are on sale 20% off. Good Lord. Some of those you could, you know, plant now for, for a late harvest. But my thought is, <clears throat> they're going to be fine between now and next year. You know, come in, buy your Oh, your yeah. Seeds, you know. Do you, do, you, do you have any of those vining bush beans? You know, <laughs> it seems to me that if you did, although could he take it? You just you just want to cover Keith's house and or no your house in bush beans right yeah yeah, yeah. grow them up a trellis vining you know? bush beans yeah take out the honeysuckle and grow vining bush beans well you know what I like about the what what you guys are doing with your perennials and so forth is that you're bringing in fresh stock mm-hmm. and then putting it on sale as opposed to just putting on the the tired stuff yeah. that's left over from spring no no the majority of what we have in right now I think is some of this brand new stuff. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's really, really pretty. They have a Coreopsis called Sunburst. Are mm-hmm. you guys familiar with that? No. It's so pretty. It's peachy and yellowy. Look on. Look at my blog. It's, it's okay. one of my favorites. It's just, it's so sweet, and you just want to, like, sit down and, and eat some ice cream or something because it's just a delicate, beautiful color. <laughs> and it's, Speaking of which, in addition to all of the perennials and the other items on sale, we're going to have artists in today. Um, we're going to have music. We're going to have um, a gelato truck, you know. And My know, goodness, we're going I, back to the good old days. I know, I know. And I know you had asked for it to pull up in front of your house, but we have dibs. We get it first. Okay. Man. So, I know, it's such a, such, a, such a tough idea. Yeah, Keith gets the ukulele man. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's everything store wide starts started yesterday. So today is a beautiful, beautiful uh, ar- arrangement and selection. It goes runs all the way through Thursday, August the nineteenth. Wow. So okay. The sooner you get in, the better. Nah. But still, and I'm glad that uh, Julia from the uh, Iris and Plains uh, Iris folks called in because they are there. Where are we? 18 minutes from opening the doors, and there will be a line. Oh, sure. I'm sure there will, there will be, be a yeah. Line. And there, the other thing I wanted to point out about the Iris Society is take your smartphone, take pictures, take a picture of what is written on the leaf, take a picture of their picture of yeah. the Iris. Yeah. Because, you know, if you get home and the dog eats the leaves, now you're in the cemetery, <laughs> you know. But, no, use your smartphone. It's such a great gardening tool, and people underestimate that. Hey, I'm going to so, jump the gun here. Yeah, yeah. When does your uh, garlic start coming in? Late September, they're saying. Late September, okay. Late September, middle to late September. And as with everything, um, deliveries can be interesting. Yes, but, you're right. You know, yeah, yeah, so middle to latter part of September, but the sign I saw yesterday said late, late-ish September. Cool, and we have that to look forward to. Yeah, and mine's all harvested. It's all, I just need to kind of trim it up a little bit. So I got probably... 250 heads, maybe. <laughs> you have to eat like four a day to use them all up by next year. No signs of werewolf around <laughs> our open. But, uh, yeah, and I don't cook, so I give it, mostly give it away. But it's, it's a hoot. I love it. Um, so anyway, Tagawa Gardens is the place to be. We are 7711 South Parker Road, one mile south of Arapahoe Road. TagawaGardens.com has all of the, in, the uh, details of the sale, has our... Our hours has information about the, uh, the Irish Society sale. I mean, really, how can you go wrong? And you can eat gelato in the store as you wander. That's wonderful. Okay. Now, some of the, the artists, the gelato and the music, are various times during morning and very early afternoon. But, uh, okay. yeah, gelato and flowers and sales. Ta-da. See you soon. Take care, my friends. All right. Thank, thank you, you Luann. Bye-bye. All right, well, now we're going to take a little break and come back and talk with Doug. Doug, right here on Legends 810. In the spring, everything is about the roots. Use Fertilome Root Stimulator and Plant Starter Solution for everything you plant. Trees, shrubs, ornamentals, and flowers. Make three applications 10 to 14 days apart and get up to 33% more roots. More roots means summer hardiness and less insect and fungus issues. Fertilome Root Stimulator and Plant Starter Solution also reduces shock and promotes greener, more vigorous plants. Ask for it at your favorite local independent garden center, including the Tree Farm in Longmont, Ector's Garden Center in Arvada, Lafayette Florist and Greenhouse in Lafayette, and Jared's Nursery in Littleton, or find a dealer at Fertilome.com. It's like the difference between soft, gentle rain and a monsoon. That's how I compare the effect of a Dram Rain wand on plants to the hard blast of a typical spray nozzle attachment to your garden hose. Water flows through 400 tiny holes in the Dram Rain wand's soft shower nozzle to bathe and refresh your plants, not damage them or wash away soil. Its handy reach handle has a 60 degree bend and conveniently extends to more distant garden rows and hanging baskets. And there's a fingertip shutoff valve. No wonder professional growers in the greenhouses and nurseries use DRAM watering tools. Today, there are imitators, but nothing matches the superior quality of the original, invented over 50 years ago. They're simply the best. 
Dram watering tools are available at Tagawa Gardens, Nick's Gardens, Jared's Garden Center, and Lafayette Florist in Greenhouse. And we are back taking your garden questions right here on Legends 810. So give us a call, 303-477-2473. And Doug did just that. Let's go out to Lakewood and talk about lilacs. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, guys. How are you? Excellent. What's going on with your bad self? Well, I've got uh, two sets of hedges on the southeast side of my house. Uh, Half of it is a lilac, five lilac bushes, and the other... The other part is I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I uh, had some pretty heavy winter damage on the lilacs this year. Okay. And I've been hoping God in the last few months would fix things, but he hasn't. And so uh, in the big scheme of things, they, of course, they couldn't die on one end or the other. They had to have, you know, die right in the middle. So do I just, these are 20-year-old hedges, you know, over the years. Mm-hmm. I've just kind of topped them out and trimmed them, but. Um, I just don't know what to do at this point. Should I just give up and start over or cut them down to the ground and hope for the best? Or what, what do you think? Did they die to the ground? Yeah, there's not, there's not anything coming up from the, from the ground in these two that are dead. Wow. That is bizarre. Yeah, yeah, that is indeed. Those you can dig out and and throw away. Okay. If they haven't come back yet, they ain't coming back. I was afraid you were going to say that, but okay. I'm just trying to figure out why or how that happened with something as tough as a lilac. Especially do, right in the middle. Do they, yeah. do, do they well, <laughs> is there anything different about the middle than uh, as compared to the ends? Not that I know of. And, and to be honest, even the ends aren't, you know, really as pretty as they have been. It was a pretty tough winter, but really nothing. I mean, they get watered the same with the drip and whatever I do, and... Same side of the house and trimmed the same every year for 20 years and yeah. just just did. Talk to me about the drip. What? Uh, it, it's a drip on the sprinkler system. Uh-huh. Uh, comes on, you know, every, the drip comes on every day. For how long? Uh, um, an hour and a half, I think, for the, for the plant drips. Okay. All right. And every day? Yeah. Are you sure that it needs it that much? No, but um, it, it, it seems that since the drip is going to all sorts of trees and plants all over the yard, uh-huh. I don't have I don't have much control over you know specific zone dripping. I got gotcha. you. All righty. Well, I think what what it sounds like to me, I, what I've got visualized in my head is that you've got some some plants on either end that are green but not as happy as they used to be, and yep. some dead plants in the middle. So. To me, if it were mine, my first thought would be take out the dead ones and next spring replace those. And next spring, before the plants leaf out, cut the old ones back, taking all the, the large, old, thick wood to the ground. Okay. And then what you have left over, shape that into something you know, reasonably nice, nicely shaped. Uh, but that will bring everything down to the size more closely to your new ones that you're going to put in, so it doesn't look quite so strange. Okay. And I so would check. A pretty, the, that's a pretty hard cut back then. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Anything, and of course, any dead material you can take out any time of the year you see it. Right. And I yeah. would check the drippers <clears throat> on your 
irrigation systems to make sure they're actually working. Well, after 20 years, that could be an issue. Yeah, too. I would, yeah. you know, turn it on and go out and find the ends of all those drippers and see if there's actually water coming out. Yeah, because okay. they can get plugged up. Sometimes roots grow <clears> around <throat> the pipes and pinch them off, that sort of thing. So uh, you might want to double check that just to make sure, like Jim said. Okay. But, yeah, you can uh, technically you could go through and cut the old ones that are still green. Um, you could cut those to the ground, everything to the ground next spring. And they will bounce back from the base and put up three or four feet of growth next year. I think I'd probably rather do that. So we'll try that. Yeah, that'd be easier, perhaps. And also, also in your new plan, should you decide to put them in, don't rely on the drippers to water them initially. You have to water them by hand. Okay. And and you'll need to put a lot of water on them when when you plant them and for several weeks after that. Okay, I can handle that part. Okay, all right, good. Well, thanks for your help. I appreciate your show, and you guys have a good weekend. We will. Thanks for calling, Doug. You bet. Have you had any crickets at your house? Crickets, crickets, yeah, I do. Boy, they're noisy at our house. You have to use your outside voice when you're (laughs) sitting out there and listening to them at night. Man, there's a lot of crickets. Maybe it's because their cousins are in great profusion as well, grasshoppers. Oh, you're having a lot of grasshoppers? Oh, my goodness, we got grasshoppers. You said Jeez. you weren't getting many this year. And, well, that's what I thought. I was wrong. Oh, dear. I was wrong. Of many species. Yeah? I walked through the lawn, and you know, on the edge of the perennial bed is where they like to come out and feed in the lawn. And you looked out, and God, there's like a thousand species. They all look different. Huh. Different colors, different sizes, big ones, little ones. You're going to make a collection? <laughs> like I could. I haven't seen any land lovers yet, though. Oh, all right. Yeah, those are the big ones. Those are the ones that you don't want them stomping on you. <laughs> they are big. <laughs> I I had some in my yard. That, the kind that fly. They have the black wings, yeah. and they make yeah. a clicking noise. Clicking when they noise move. when they fly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a few of those, but you I really never, haven't noticed any. You can never damage. catch them. No, they're. You can't catch them. They're very wary. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they must have good eyesight. I guess. Or they can hear you. They can feel the ground vibrations. I, I, you, you can even sneak up on them and you can't catch them. Is that right? Yeah. Cr- you can even crawl on your belly and you can't get them. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to try that. <laughs> not going to try that. Hey, why don't you give out our phone number? All right, I will. 303-477-2473. <clears throat> That'll get you to here. And uh, Sean <clears throat> will pick up the phone and uh, ask you a few <clears throat> pertinent questions. Nothing personal. He's not that kind of guy. We well, we we're not for sure because we can't hear him in here. <laughs> well, that's true. But we did thoroughly vet him before we brought him on board. <laughs> so I harvested some fern leaves because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to oh. grow more ferns from spores yeah, you're, again. You're harvesting spores. I'm harvesting spores. And you have to be careful because not all of the fern fronds have spore cases on no. them. Only certain ones. And you have to make sure they're ready. Yes. And to sporulate. <laughs> you can't say that on radio. Man. It got by Sean. <laughs> so I, this year, I took care to take some <clears throat> disposable cups out there. Yes. And, put individ- and mark the cups with the variety uh, of fern. Were they solo cups? I don't think they're solo cups. Okay. No. <laughs> Smarty. <laughs> So that I can keep them 
separate this year. Mm-hmm. And hopefully <coughs> I'll be able to grow some more ferns. I'm going to grow lady ferns, male ferns, and ghost ferns. Oh, don't let those ladies and males get together. You've got you old billions of ferns. And Japanese painted ferns. Oh, okay. Are you gonna use you? Yeah, you're gonna mail order some fern spores too. Also. Nope, nope. Oh, okay. I'm just gonna stick with the ones I have. Okay. I know they do really well in my yard, and I, I have purchased at Nick's because they've had really nice ferns this year for some reason, and so I purchased probably another six species of ferns to mm-hmm. put in the yard <clears throat> yeah. to trial. Well, they they might have spores in there backs too yeah but i don't know if they're going to grow well so i'm not going to bother unless i know they're doing well i'm only going to propagate the ones that do well okay otherwise it's it's a long process it takes a while oh yeah it's not like planting bean seeds no so anywho the ones i planted the the ones i the new ones i planted from spores last year have all what do you call it? Struck, have yes. all taken, yeah. and and uh, are are putting out new fronds, and they look happy. So I'm thumbs up on that. All right, I'm waiting until you get the <clears throat> the gold back fern. The gold back fern? Yes. I don't know that one. Oh, you don't. Know. No. It's it's native to Colorado. Really? It grows down in southern Colorado. Uh-huh. It grows on south slopes. Ooh, amongst, that's weirdness. Amongst black lava rock. What? Can you think of a more unlikely place? A more unlikely, a, less hospitable for, place for a fern. For a fern to grow, and that's where they grow. Yeah. And you and the and the, and, and the leaves are digitate. Okay. They look like hands. Okay. <clears throat> and you turn them over. They're not. They're not orange. They're not yellow. They're gold. Gold. I think mean, you scrape it and become rich. Oh man! <laughs> Is that where gold grows? I don't know. Have to go mine it. There's really not that much gold on the back of the leaves. No, okay. So it takes like several tons of leaves to get an ounce. So. All right, all right. Well, that's probably still good enough to do. Uh, we've got Linda waiting to talk to us in Lakewood about her linden tree. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, fellas. Thanks for calling the Garden Wise guys. What can we do for you? Well, we have uh, a linden tree in the backyard, and my question is, is it has these little modified leaves on them that just make a mess out of the whole backyard uh-huh. as they fall off. Does that ever stop? <laughs> that's it's part of the blooming process. Yeah, that's a, those are the wings, if you will, of the <clears throat> of the seed. Well, they don't fly far <laughs> enough then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's going to happen every year. I'm afraid. Oh, okay. Although you could probably spray it with. Um, Florel, Florel, when they're in bloom, oh, makes, makes the blooms fall off. Okay, and if their f- blooms well, f- fall off, then there will be no seeds. But I think I think by the time I'm just trying to remember my linden tree. By the time the tree <coughs> blooms, those those bracts, if you will, mm-hmm. are are already formed. Well, it's a beautiful tree, and it adds lots of shade to our backyard. Yeah. But it sure is messy, and it's kind of a bit of a contention between my husband and myself because he does <laughs> he does most of the cleanup. So yeah, yeah okay. I understand. Yeah, are, are they on? Do they fall on the lawn? Is that the problem? 
Yes, yeah. We can't see our pretty green grass. Oh. <laughs> Don't those just get all chewed up when you mow the lawn? Uh, yeah, I guess they do. I think that's what I would do. Yeah, I know he, <clears throat> you know, he, we have a fairly large compost bin. He puts that in the compost bin. Oh, okay. But, uh, okay, well, yeah. I, my husband just told me this morning, he said, just enjoy the shade. Yes, <laughs> yes, enjoy the shade and enjoy the, the lovely aroma of the flowers. Yeah, that's one thing he doesn't like, but I don't mind. Oh, my goodness, okay. <laughs> so, okay, will do. Well, thanks a lot for your advice, and I'll just have to buck up and okay. put up with it. <laughs> it's temporary. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. Thanks, Linda. Thanks a bunch. Bye. Sounds like her husband is one of these people who doesn't want anything to come off that tree, including aroma. <laughs> I, we open the windows on our west side when the when they're in bloom because it smells so oh, nice. Oh, I love that smell. It's a lovely smell. And you can make tea from those flowers, too. Teeth? Tea. Oh, tea. <laughs> yeah, you can. Not teeth. <laughs> linden, linden teeth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have to get out of here. It probably uh, not too soon, either. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get out of here and then thank everybody for listening and participating in the show. Remember, as always... Keep the shovel sharp and be careful where you dibble. <clears> then <throat> should you have any questions why uh, you haven't had an answer, right, bring them back to us next week. We're going to occur right here again on Legends 810. And by the way, this show also occurs again. The very same show today occurs tomorrow, tomorrow night, Sunday, 6 to 8 p.m. So in case you missed this one, we're coming right back. So don't you go anywhere. Stay, stick tuned right here to Legends 810. The preceding program is sponsored by JK Communications.